I can't go to cool.com because that is something else. I'll go to kingdomofloathing.com. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday night. It's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm Jick. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? It's going pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. How's your beer? Uh, recently cracked. <laughs> How's your beard? Uh, missing. <laughs> Uh-oh. Where could it be? Sink drain. Okay. <laughs> Sewers all across America. I, presumably some of it has biodegraded. Some of it's probably in the ocean. Wow, you know, I mean, every breath you take, there's at least one particle of my beard. Okay. Mm. In it. And Caesar's beard. Caesar's beard, yeah. And Hitler's colon. Great Caesar's beard. <laughs> Hitler's colon origins. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Uh, we, we made a thing like entirely since the last Since the last show. show. Oh, yeah. We, we shat that right <laughs> charter out in like, it was like four work days. Between was everybody. It, we worked the weekend a little it bit. It was Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, I put in a full day on Sunday, but so Wednesday. Yeah, I definitely, I put a full day in on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. I asked Riff, like on Wednesday, I was like, okay, today. Well, I think that's true. Maybe let me, let me look at the calendar. Yeah. On the 27th, I posted in our internal wiki, uh, Riff. We really need to get started on this. Let's come up with the stories for these. This is the structure of how this these quests are going to go. And let's just do this today. And I wrote one as an example, and then we each wrote four. And everything else, like all of the implementation and everything got done Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then a little bit of Monday. I mean, all of Monday and a little bit of Tuesday. There's some clever use of the of our tech in this, I think. Yeah, there's, you know, those those non-combats are a single non-combat, depending on which, and it gives you different text and stuff, depending on what quest you're on. And, like, it's only one zone. The monsters that the quests have in common are all the same. They get beefed up a little bit and get different names if you're on the harder version of the quest. The descriptions of the monsters are pulled out per monster per quest rather than per monster, which is not a thing that we normally do. And here's a, here's a thing. They also have individual descriptions that you will only ever get if you like fax them or oh, whatever. Really? Oh, I didn't want them to just have oh, blank right. descriptions. So I yeah, just wrote, okay. I just wrote like short single sentence gags about. I thought those were just them. the default for the well, ba- basic difficulty would have been a fallback, but, but the, it's not based on the difficulty, right? It's based on their name is based on the difficulty, but the description text is based on us saying, Oh, by the way, you're in a mine now. Oh, right. Even it, though you're it's not totally based on the story. Yeah. And yeah. it's weird because like that it's this one zone. And so I don't know. It's probably outside because I think outside is the default. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, but yeah, a little, a few things are going to be goofy there. Like the, People have discovered that the florist fryer, like you can plant plants there and then they're just there for like in yeah, every for quest, ton of quests. even though it, it says that you're you're on a globetrotting adventure. I mean, it's it's all the West, right? There's it is. Only yeah, one yeah. kind of thing. There's, there's the only West. one kind of plant that grows in the West. Yeah. Cactus. Um, well, oh, two kinds, because there's cactus and there's also loco weed. 
isn't, isn't sarsaparilla a root? Uh, it's loco it's a cactus root. root. Oh, it's okay. loco weed root. <laughs> loco. It's one yeah, of yeah. those. Yeah, it was like a precursor to Coca-Cola. You know how like Coca-Cola was made from Loca-Cola? coca leaves. Sarsaparilla is made from loco leaves. Yeah. <laughs> loco. Oh, Loca-Cola. That should Lo- totally be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then maybe uh, West of Loathing will be such a huge success, we'll be able to do a tie-in with Target, where yeah. they sell <laughs> bottles of Loca-Cola. Uh, you could say but, you're living La Vida Loca. That's your marketing slogan. So let's call it five days. And people are describing this as more content than a charter. It does not feel like more content than a charter <sighs> to me, but this charter- is one of those like effort-to-perceived-value things that we should learn from yeah so it's so a charter has like a a bit more bespoke content and more art i think okay that's true there are more there are more but less complicated moving parts yeah to a charter um but this this felt to me like about as much content as that 70s volcano the coming up with nine boss fights was weird you did a fantastic job though people are people are happy that yeah. the boss fights are hard like oh, good. the the reaction to this has been just overwhelmingly positive which makes me really happy i it is reassuring to me about the future that we got this done so fast and i think it's good and people like it we'll see how it sells sure. but there's, we could not there's do definitely some one. there's some like ascension relevant stuff in yeah. there. Like, yeah, but not but not like not, a crazy not amount. Like, I don't yeah. I don't feel like I used up a lot of like this year's item of the month juice in sure. terms of in terms of power creep. Sure. Um the you know getting Dev the boots is, for free I think is is good. And yeah, yeah. I was those. happy I was really happy with that uh idea. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of what else there is because that's a really narrative. It's a good narrative way to shoehorn a gear item of the month into hardcore. Right. Right. Like, because those are weird. Right. That's a good, that's a good point. You know, I mean, Smithsness was weird. Sure. Uh. Smithsness was interesting because people just in softcore pulled a bunch of stuff. I think if I had had it to go back, I think I probably would have made those quest items in like yeah because that way you always had to make them right so you were you were limited to only only as many crazy overpowered items as you could as you could summon yeah in that day summon and and construct because a lot of them required materials out in the world so you'd have to also find those things and stuff but so yeah we got we got this done in a solid five days let's call it yeah we could not do another one in the next five days no like it, we got like I was real, real, real happy to work on West of Loathing because <laughs> it's like this is different stuff that I, I am actually doing. got to write something for West of Loathing. <clears throat> yeah, this is uh, that's your that's your job for the next couple of weeks. We're we're getting we're getting a, a basically a demo build of West of Loathing done. Oh yeah, if you are in the San Francisco area, you should come out to this thing, which I'll I'll tweet about. Uh, and maybe post in the forums. It's stuff. called the Indie Exchange. It's not Indie Exchange. It's uh, it's called Playcrafting. Mm. Uh, and it's just like a bunch of indie games. I think it's it it's been advertised as seventy five games, uh, five hundred people. But I think right now it's more like forty games and forty people. Oh yeah. So I mean, because if if ticket sales are any indication, like I think then maybe they'll sell a bunch at the door. I don't know. Um. 
But right now, right now, it seems like if you did go, it would be a bunch of games that you could try out, and you'd have a lot of time. Like, and it's there free. There's be free lines. pizza. Oh well, which, how much does weird. it cost to get in? Yeah, like I don't. <clears throat> how much does it cost to get in? Like five bucks. Five bucks. Okay. I don't. I don't yeah, exactly understand what this question. event is. Yeah, I don't either. But, I, and I've never heard of it except you telling me about it. I mean, it's new. It so this, this is, is not like, like a, an event that I'm like believe is crazy important, but it was a deadline. It yeah. was an external deadline, which is a thing that is really, really helpful to us institutionally. Yeah, and then um, we got we're gonna submit the submit it to Indiecade, and that's another after that. Yeah, deadline. like at at this point, basically, like by February 18th, we have what I want to be. A content complete, like pray that like the the prologue, yeah, to the game, which which basically means system is, complete. Like there's, there's a lot of prologue if this is the prologue to the game. Yeah, it really doesn't feel like that much. There's like four different questy bits. Yeah, and... there's. I mean, there's like people even with the amount that there was uh, like three months ago at Indiecade, like people were just people were dicking around with it for like a half hour. Yeah, which. That's a, that's a lot of my, it is amazing how much mileage you get out of content when you have to make a dude walk around between the pieces <laughs> of content. And now you know how Skyrim works. So, <laughs> yeah, it, I remember when I was telling, like, one of the first times I hung out with Jim Crawford, I was like, what are you, what are you thinking in terms of like scope of the content on this game? And I was like, I don't know, Skyrim. <laughs> and I was serious because there's not that much content in Skyrim. I remember like there's a like there's a lot of reused oh, stuff yeah. and like just like a lot of just containers to open and like once you write the algorithm for what's in this urn, you can put 10,000 urns in the world and everyone is kind of exciting. The environment will be are... bone meal. It will probably be bone meal. Maybe it will be four pieces of gold. Like the towns and stuff are no, sure, sure, sure. There, there is a lot of there is a lot of environment, but in terms of like, if we were duplicating all of the content of Skyrim into KOL, right? Yeah. If there was a KOL zone, like it's a lot of zones, but a lot of them are reused assets. There are only like twenty kinds of monster. Okay. Like, because a monster consists of a lot. Right. There, right? Like, there are not that many unique enemy models in Skyrim or really any game, you know? And I, I, I don't, th this is, there are obviously a lot of reasons that what I am saying is naive, but. I remember thinking, like, why are there not just a ton more quests in World of Warcraft, right? Like, just, just stuff hook to do. an existing thing to another existing thing and give me another reason to yes, go there. Exactly. And we still don't know why that is, but. And in fact, they've removed a bunch of quests. Like, we also don't just do that in KOL, even though yes. we could, and people would, would ask the same thing, right? I mean, that, I think that you end up with, you know, I like for a quest to have a guy who all he does is give you that. I mean, kind of a guy who all he does is give you that quest and then a place to go that all it's there for is that quest, which what is if it's, what if it's a really long quest chain though, right? You could just have a quest chain that goes on and on. You, you end up with some game logic debt to deal with. Like if the mm -hmm. same, if the, the, the same NPC is like a pivot point for a bunch of different quests. That's true. But yeah, I don't know. It, 
I don't think that West of Loathing is going to have to be as big as I'm anticipating for it to feel big. And that makes me pretty happy. Like, my hope is that we are going to have the same kind of arc with this that they had with World of Warcraft, where they spent five years making Elwyn Forest and then a year making all the entire rest of the game. Yeah. And this prologue part, which has taken us, you know, six months, is our Elwyn Forest. Right. And, you know, what, what? because what's happening here is shitloads of art assets are being created that will be able to be reused and that will be able to be repurposed in novel ways. You know, like the the little art search tool that CD Moya wrote is going to be you guys' best friend when you're just starting to, when you're sounds. starting to put out areas yourself. I mean, the, we have tools that allow all of us to build content for this, and so it's like, all right, Riff, you make all the graveyards. I mean, except I'll, I'm going to want to make all the graveyards. But like, <laughs> we can all make graveyards. We can all make graveyards. Yeah, but you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's like we we can just have discrete areas that are like our babies. Right. And like, just, I, I don't, I'll make a little island with a bunch of line puzzles on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll make an island with a bunch of babies because I misunderstood. <clears throat> I did want to, <laughs> I did want to put a thing in, in, uh, somewhere in West of Loathing that's like, shows you a picture of just the like, very simple, like circle with a single, like just the thermometer shape and say like this, this container is locked with some sort of fiendishly difficult lock that you just can't figure out how to do. <laughs> Or, like, you have to have, you know, mysticality of six to figure it out or whatever. Right. Just, ha ha, timely reference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, for to hear us talk about The Witness a bunch, uh, tune into the next video games hot dog that we're going to record mm -hmm. later tonight. Um, I suspect that is going to turn out to have been all that any of the four of us played. <laughs> so. Yeah, because, I mean, we were just fucking working yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, th this charter, um, it's not even a charter, right? What What is this? Like, people... It's a telegraph It's more office. like the game-informed dungeon than it is like a charter. Okay. Right? It's like a game-informed dungeon with the content scope of a charter and different tricks. I think maybe this is just... what The nice thing about this is that it is a lot of the stuff that people really like very compact right like you don't we didn't waste any time on kind of any fat right it's all just the meat how so so it is what kind of fat would we have put in so the, if we had I mean, had the more fat time? is like how do i put this like people don't i guess don't really care about having a little like worldy picture to look at right necessarily like we do i think it's i think it's important to us um, and people like it, but like clearly it doesn't, you don't have to have it for it to still feel like yeah. going out and doing things. Um, what else? There was a lot more writing in this than oh, in yeah. a lot of stuff, That's just true. in terms of just word count, right? Because the, the quest had a lot of writing associated with them and that was, you know, it was also, yeah. it'd be very particular too. Cause like when you fight a monster, it it has to be part of the place but it has to be able to come in any order and mm -hmm. in a, in any quantity or whatever yeah i mean you know astute observers will recognize that all of these quests have precisely the same structure you know right. and it's always like you're going somewhere you're in a region and then there's a non-combat which is a transition and then well and that's that's the other thing is like the, it, mechanically it's not very 
diverse in that way. Yeah, it was basically like writing a single quest and then a system for programmatically slapping different coats of paint on it. Yeah. But the fact that the bosses are so different and the fact that there are different monsters and the fact that the harder difficulties of the quests, I don't know that people really notice the abilities that the monsters get. I think it depends. I think if, on you're, the if, you're, if you're like, well, and if you're, depends on how level. you're playing, if you're, if you're, if your default approach to combat is like, use something that staggers or right. use a three round stunner and then hit for three rounds, you're going to notice when one of the monsters right. gets stun resistance. Uh, unless I accidentally give it 1% stun resistance, which is <laughs> what I, what I did. In that case. Um, you did a lot more, you hot stuff did a lot more implementation in this than you often do also. That's true. Um, which was awesome. I, you know, I was like, like when I said design these boss encounters that used to be, you would just describe how you wanted them to work. But in this case, like you did a tremendous amount of the implementation yourself. And having seen what you did, I probably could have done more, uh, I just wasn't sure. Oh yeah, none of, none of it. it. None of it is like beyond your comprehension. There's just all of this. What would be institutional knowledge if we had all been doing this the right. whole time? But basically, it's just shit that only I know. Like, where if I want something to happen before the monster's description gets printed, what special property do right. I put the code block in? Is it execute first round? Nope. It's probably execute first round early. Nope. That's still after description. Oh, it's execute init. But that only happens once per combat. So. And you can just, scaling happens after that. So scaling can, happens after that. Yeah. So if you want to change the scaling, you have to put scaling in execute in knit. You can't put scaling in first round early. Um, <laughs> I think first round early happens whether no matter who wins initiative and it might happen even before initiative is rolled. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's intense how complicated this game is under the hood. It required very little editing of code on the server, which was nice. Mm. Man, we also, just because I was productively procrastinating, I also cut down on unnecessary database traffic by billions and billions of queries per day. Uh, <laughs> not what, billions what kind per of day. What percentage is that? Do you many, million, many millions per day. Not, not billions per day. Like billions over the lifetime of the game, but millions per day. Um, so... A lot of the stuff that happens in the game, especially in stuff that we've done in the last like four or five years, is in these code blocks that are on the da- that are in the database, or a lot of the writing that you see is in these word buckets that are just text blocks that are stored in the database. And instead of just the the PHP script that represents fight saying, you know, echo the, he farts on you, it's like echo misc text boner master underscore fart attack and then that is a database entry that says he farts on you so then it has to call it actually has to hit it has to hit the the database to pull that and and it's not like a big deal because the ones that get called all the time are just in ram you know but it's still like it's still a query right it's still creating database traffic it's still creating io oh it's only in memory on the database it'll just be cached on the database server oh so it doesn't stay memory resident on the on web the web server. server no it's still it still has to generate the network traffic to do it and there were just a tremendous number of those that were being called regardless of whether you needed them or not and huh. so it's like something that we noticed is like i started when riff started writing things that were like multi-round stuns i put misc text blocks in the stun code 
and put in there, Riff, this is when you apply the stun. This is what it says when the monster is still stunned. This is what it says when the monster breaks out of this stun. And when Fight was building that array, it pulled that text out and dropped it in the array of stun output, regardless of whether that stun was active. Oh, wow. Right? So then just every round of combat from then on was calling that text block for no reason, which is just bad. I mean, and I, and I knew that that was bad because, like, some other places that the code could work like that, I was like, okay, now I don't want to call this text block every time. Right. So I'm going to only fill in that part of the array if it actually applies. And so by doing that with a few other things, just I cut down the number of queries on specifically on DB2 on the secondary database server by tens of millions per day, um, which, you know, I hope will be meaningful. Like those code blocks and text blocks were 40% of the traffic on that database server. So how much of that did you get rid of? Do you think percentage wise? That is, a, <clears throat> that is a good question. I don't know. Cause I'm just getting the, like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like a kind of a 90, 10, right? Like the, the, the 10 most often grabbed ones are going to cause 90% of the grabs. And so right. if I can fix all those, it was also like when I changed the Postamancer revamp also created millions and millions of additional database hits per day because the old function for generating the names of your thralls had this thing in it where it it used those buckets to generate the names of the of the guardians when they were still called guardians but it would cache them in the session like if you when 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 the code was like hey what's the name of your spice ghost it would the function would be like uh do i already know the name of your spice ghost because if so i'm not going to look it up in the database and would return the one that it already knew but the new code i was like oh, i'll do that later so then, like, three years later and 400 million reads from the SSDs on DB2. Anyway, so that was a fun diversion. That was that was what I did. That was what I did to fuck around and relax while we were working on this charter. Do you guys want to answer some questions? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom of Loathing podcast listeners. Uh, there was one that I wanted to read first because it was sort of about podcast what is what did i do here uh stumps mcgee says did i miss the year in review show also are you still considering the item of the month in review and challenge path in review episodes you didn't we just didn't do one um you know i realize why that is typically we would do the year in review show when you and I went back to Phoenix for Christmas and Riff was in Phoenix because we kind of, because those were long, we kind of wanted to all be sitting around in a circle while we did them. And because that didn't happen. And also because our recording schedule here was kind of, kind of mandates that this show be like an hour long at most. We can't do a year in review in an hour. We I don't, do, well, we, we could do schedule. it this year. We could probably do this year in review in an hour because relatively few things happened. You know, I think there were there were smaller, bigger things. You mean 2015 or 2016? 2015, yeah. I was like, it's only been a yeah. month. No, so I, there's, I, well, no, this year just ended because the items of the year, like 2015 just ended oh. on like the 26th or whenever whenever the items of the year came out. Um, I would still like to do it. But Does I that think mean we, we can live forever if we if next year we just... Yeah, don't if we just don't finish. finish the items of the year. Yeah, that sounds fucking great, okay. honestly. TBH, IMO, TSG. That sounds great. That's what TSG. Okay. That's right. It's not even any shorter. It's not even any fewer syllables. I would like to do a year in review 
show, but I think we would need to do it as a kind of extracurricular. Yeah. You know, like we like we'd come in on a Saturday or something and during the day and and figure out a time to do that, which I'm I'm happy to do. Yeah, as long as we can schedule it. Yep. Um and yeah, the items of the month in review and the challenge path, the challenge paths in review would be kind of interesting. I'd, I'd, that'd be fun. I'd have to think about some of them. I don't remember very well. Yeah, there are, have been a lot at this point. CD Moyer is busy constructing this, the, not the scaffolding. Like, what do you the call the fundament? What do you call the framework of like rebar that you build before you pour concrete into it? That's a really good question. Uh, well, sort of foundation, but not exactly. Like the you know, like a like the lattice, the underpinnings. Yeah. What's an underpinning? What what's pinning what? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Who's pinning who? Underpinning, a solid foundation laid below ground level to support or strengthen a building, a set of ideas, motives, or devices that justify or form the basis for something. Let's uh look at the uh, word e- origin. Etymology, yeah. You etymology. Huh. There, there is no etymology. It said word origin, but it doesn't have any word origin data. Anyway. Uh, Quinkle says, and actually Science, Science 314 writes uh, first, is there going to be any more happening with the mimes? I absolutely love their original appearances throughout 2012, and I thought the 2014 Halloween event would have signaled that more would be happening with them. But there's been nothing since then. I really want to see more of them. They're just so awesome, and I want to see these humorless ones. And then Queekle says, Howdy, Rick, Jiff, and Snothuff. Longtime player, first-time caller. I'm curious as to why you guys don't seem to do fun, story-based world events anymore. There haven't really been any since 2013. I know in the past they've been primarily on to thematically explain revamps, but one would still be... Uh, bef- ah. But... It would still be fun to have one once in a while that's just for itself. Some of my favorite memories of KOL were during the not-slash-petty conflict, not-slash-penguin conflicts, or the Grey Plague, and newer players haven't gotten to experience those. I know they're probably a ton of work for you guys, so a simple, we don't have time for that shit would be a reasonable answer. I'm just curious. Love, Queekle. P.S. Thanks for making this weird thing that I've been loving off and on for almost half my whole life. <clears throat> you know, they are not that much work. To do a world event of the style of past world events would be like an afternoon for us at this point. We just don't do that. We just don't do it. And we really should. You know? It's... Yes, we should. Like, that's a thing that could potentially, like, bring people back. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think at this point in the game's life cycle, we would probably want to run them for, like, a week. They could, but we could also try to do the the kind of thing that leaves behind some sort of permanent change. Yeah. Like, instead of just doing the Tuesday. I mean, updates. that makes it harder because then you have to just, you know, you, you have to find some way of changing a thing. No, I'm saying it like if we think of something to do instead of just releasing the content, have a world event around the release of the content. Yeah. Right. If we come up with a new clan dungeon or something like that, instead of just poof, it appears. Right. Have some reason for it. Yeah. I enjoyed the class revamp world events. Like, I really liked... I'm really proud of the writing on the disco spaceship mm. thing. That was good. I thought that was cool. Um, 
there's a lot of weird leftover items from that that show up in searches. And I'm just like, I don't even remember doing this. <laughs> and that was like just a couple years ago. Like, there's too much shit in this game. Mathematical writes, if I buy you some Discworld books, will you make Discworld content? I Riff's read the Discworld books, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not reading this just to say no to, to shit on it. I'm, I, but I, it, it is an interesting question. And the, the, the reason for the no, I think is worth talking about. Like, I, I tried to read the first Discworld book 15 years ago and I was like, this is bad. And everybody says, yeah, the first one is unreadable. And everybody says like, Oh no, 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 you can't start with the first one. I'm like, well, okay. I, he just lost me. Like I also really did not like good omens. And I think that I just don't like Terry Pratchett. And if I had, if I had discovered Terry Pratchett when I was like 13, I'm sure that this game would have as many Discworld jokes in it as it has. They might be giants jokes or hitchhikers guide to the galaxy jokes, but I didn't. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it's one of those things where I don't think that I'm just being resistant to it because so many people over the years have said, you gotta, what's wrong with you? Why don't you like Discworld? Why don't you just give it a shot? Is Discworld the one that has the, like, sort of pun title novels and there's a bajillion of them? I think so, yes. Okay. Mm, yeah, some of them are kind of pun titles. There are a lot of them. But I don't know if that's what you're thinking of. I think yeah. that it is. There's equal rights, R-I-T-E-S. Yeah. Like Sorcery, kind of S-O-U-R-C-E-R-Y. But I I mean, I think part of the problem is, Zach, is that you're basing your opinion on... I mean, I like Good Omens, but it's not. it's definitely not pure Terry Pratchett because it's... It was a collaboration Half between him Cameron. and Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And uh, and and the the very first, well, the first two really uh Discworld books from the perspective of someone who's read the whole series are basically unreadable. Um I mean if you if you want to if you want to give him like if you want to give him his third swing on the possible strikeout uh then I could I could think about it for a while and suggest you a better a better option but i i feel like we wouldn't put a lot of discworld content into our game because discworld has discworld has had so much world building into it and it's such a i don't know it feels like a well-defined place and it's not the same place as kingdom of loathing and it also almost feels like tonally it is too similar hmm like I and I don't I don't know this right. It's just I feel like this is why so many people think of assume it. that we would all love it, huh? Does it because if the book titles are an indication because I've I've not read anything at all, uh, then it seems like wordplay is probably yeah happen, happens yeah. in it and yeah. it's okay. very it's very Douglas Adamsy. Okay, they, they have a very similar style. I gotta reread uh, Dirk Gently. Yeah, me too. Uh, Elfin writes, really loving the Telegraph Adventures, especially because I know there's lots more Western stuff coming. What is each of your favorite pieces of Wild West literature or media? For my money, you cannot beat Deadwood. Deadwood is so. You have to. Yeah, yeah. it's it's required. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to have like a research week or something. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can you can watch Deadwood on the clock. Like that's. <laughs> 
uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I have never really seen that. Treasure that's, of the Sierra. Really is that that's the one with badges? I don't need to show you no stinking badges. That's, and the yeah, the Saint for Saint for uh, or that's a uh, Outlaw Josie Wales maybe. Mm. Oh yeah, There's, that's I, a good one. That's the those red those are both candy. Really good, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see the outlaw just Josie Wells. Uh, I, you know, Unforgiven is actually pretty good. Yeah. That I I need to watch. Like I need to just start like stuff that it doesn't exist on Netflix. All I have to do to watch it is pay like two dollars <laughs> yeah. on Amazon, and it's yeah. like what that's way less than it would cost in gas to drive to the nearest Blockbuster. <laughs> I'm a little surprised that that Netflix doesn't hasn't worked out some sort of like rental deal yeah where they will they will rent to because amazon just does that and it's great but it's like annoying to have to switch to that app yeah like i never check amazon first to see if something is streaming i mean that's but uh you know i really like uh lonesome dove that whole series of books is really good i mean they made like a mini series of it with robert duvall and and uh tommy lee jones I, I like, went back and watched um, uh, Wild Wild West, and it is it is bad. <laughs> the series or the movie? The movie. Okay, I remember the series being good, but I was pretty young, so I don't know if I was just watching it and enjoying it because it happened to be on. It probably it it, it probably was fun, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it it definitely had that sort of ridiculous James Bondiness. Yeah, I like the steampunk, like a steampunk James James Bond. That's yeah. that's kind of great, but. The movie it was just yeah the movie like, seemed inane looked terrible yeah but it had Kenneth Branagh in it. it's true it it's it has to be and Will Smith cinema yeah Kenneth Branagh is the villain who is upset because he lost his dick in the war how ah oh, fuck what's the it's not is it Kevin Klein it's not Greg Kinnear yeah Kevin Klein I get yeah. Greg Greg Kinnear and Kevin Klein mixed up Kevin Klein is good too. Yeah the, yeah, the actors are fine. The the right like the 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 plot and the like the story is so yeah. dumb that it kind of loses me. I really like uh, Clint Eastwood's. Uh, I don't I don't know what the trilogy is called as a whole, but the the good, the bad, and the ugly trilogy. Oh yeah, and the uh, the two like Yojimbo and the other one that are the samurai versions of those movies. Hmm. You know, uh, the Magnificent Seven was really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that reminds me, Seven Samurai is playing here at the Hollywood Theater soon. I got to get a ticket for that. Uh, what is the oh the Dollars trilogy? Ah, okay. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly: A Fistful of Dollars and a Few Dollars More. I've only seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's, yeah, it's good, but it is long and glacially paced. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Oh, uh, yeah, that's really good. That that really that kind of doesn't count. It though. totally does. I don't. I don't really think it does. The very like the the first half of the movie is like robberies and being chased by a posse and, yeah. and riding a bicycle. <laughs> but the, okay, fine. I feel like the. Like it's it's definitely a weird like genre. It's thing, yeah, but it's like, totally like a weird Wild West art movie that <sighs> just happens to be a like late Western period piece. It's huh. not like there's no hats. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody has a cowboy hat on. It can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay well know. so so then one of my other favorite westerns is indiana jones <laughs> well <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> oh, um, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, uh, a def- that, that's a family favorite. It I should holds watch that up. Again. It holds up so, so well. Yeah. And it's, I, 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 I've, we've talked about this before, I think, but part of why I wonder, I wonder if part of the reason that Blazing Saddles works so well for me is that I don't recognize any of the things that it's referencing. Oh, huh. Whereas Spaceballs mm. would not because I do. That's interesting. I, I, just, I just, I suspect that if I watched Spaceballs again, that I would not think that it was as good as Blazing Saddles or like Young Frankenstein, right? Because I also haven't, I've not seen any of the movies that Young Frankenstein specifically calls out, nodded to. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch any Bonanza as a kid? No. Uh, I feel like I saw a couple episodes, but not enough to really stick in my head. That and it does, like, uh, yeah. Gunsmoke and, uh, Oh shit! There was another one too. Wasn't yeah, there? there was another one. Uh, uh, there was branded, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. The Lone Ranger. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. I actually I watched a, a lot of <laughs> Lone Ranger as a kid. I I remember thinking about the Lone Ranger a lot as a kid, but I don't actually remember watching much of it. Like I was, it was like definitely a thing that like I was aware of and that my dad was into when he was a kid, I feel and like so it was maybe on that was night. If, the what? I feel like it was on Nick at Night. Like they had all the like the really old TV. Mm. Is uh, the William Tell Overture public domain? <laughs> I don't know. We should find out. Yeah. I mean, because uh, I feel like that needs to be the music for when you're riding a horse somewhere in West of Loathing, right? We we would have to like actually do our own performance of it. Because it's only the score that's ever public domain, right? So that's fine. You don't think so that, you can but just I mean, get a mic and go dum 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 dum. Yeah. <laughs> Where does the Lone Ranger take his garbage? To the dump, to the dump, to the dump, dump, dump. <laughs> that is, so that was a classic uh, of my dad's jokes when I was very, very young. As well as what did the Pink Panther say when he stepped on an ant? <laughs> yeah. Dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, dead ant, oh, dead uh, ant, dead ant. Rifleman is what I was thinking of. Mm. Oh, and there's also Maverick. That was pretty good. That was a pretty decent movie too. That was before. Uh, what's it's like the Mel Gibson, Jodie yeah. Foster? Yeah, Gibson I think that played while mind. I was working at the theater. Well, I think it was before we found out he lost his mind. Yeah, fair enough. This is this is not a western, but have you have you guys seen The Beaver? Oh, that's that one with Mel Gibson and the puppet that came yeah. out fairly recently. Is it? It's not. It wasn't super recent. It's like 2014 or whatever. But I think it was shot. It was. It was like shot in 2010 or 2012, and then like shelved for a while after he went mm. nuts. And then it's just a movie about him going nuts. And I was like, huh. Okay. Mathematical also wrote, this item of the month is great. It's making me stoked for West of Loathing. Boy, yeah. Me too. Oh, that was a question I was going to ask. Is this canon for West of Loathing? Like, are are these monsters going to be in West of Loathing? Some of them are. I mean, a lot of the monsters are just like ghost. So, like, well, yes. right, but like, <laughs> right, the pyrobove. Yes, the pyrobove pyro is definitely, definitely is. a thing that is in there. Okay, uh, that's a thing that's in there already. It's in the yeah. when that I was, was one when of I the was first things we made up trying to get those uh, smoke particle emitters I see. going. That's for the upstairs of where the first pyrobove you encounter is downstairs. I see. Um, that the cow stuff. Is all you know? That's like usable. I, the right. man seeing that spider cow animated—it's going to be so fucking creepy. Yeah, no shit. Ah, man, 
So good. Uh, oh, we're going to get fully animated uh, El Vibrato mo- uh, monsters. Oh, yeah. God. That'll be, I think that'll be pretty easy to animate. Yeah. Just like, it's basically just like Word Realms with a couple, like, a couple bones with just animated but the arcs of bones themselves are meant to be animated too. Yeah, like yeah but I mean, I, I think you can just do. Arcing. I think you can just do sprite sheets of those arcs, and they can stretch a little bit. You know, like that'll true. that'll look cool. Wait, Wessel, Wessel, do it. What I really want is, and what I wanted with El Vibrato is for there to be little lights pulsing along those channels oh, right. in it, and that I like. Wouldn't it be awesome to be in like a whole room that was made Jesus. of that? That, I think, that is what I was thinking about when I was asking Victor if we could do sprite sheet animation on elements in a scene. Hmm. Because just saying, all right, hot stuff, except I would call you Kevin, because that's what I call you when we're working on West of Living. Uh, here's, here's this, just make a few lights appear at intervals and kind of go along a track for a little while. You know, just whatever. Right in these channels and then just have sprite sheets of those rather than try to figure out like, uh, (laughs) I mean, we could write a whole system for it, but that doesn't seem worthwhile. Right. Uh, science three fourteen says, Hey guys, have you thought about adding a way to remove drunkenness, but that also cost adventures basically as a cure for accidental over drinking and bring you back to your max sober drunkenness and subtract 10 or 15 adventures for every drunkenness removed. If you don't have that many adventures, you can't use the item. This would prevent the process from being misused to generate extra turns, but offer a more readily available solution to over drinking than solutions like spice melange, which are about, uh, which are more about generating turns than saving from stupidity. Make it part of the typical tavern when the, where the owner installs a machine to pump out your liver so he can sell you more beer. You know, this is a great idea and, the drunk tank used to do that. Yeah. When when I think about that mechanic specifically, that is really, really unfriendly to the people that we can sort of least afford to be unfriendly to in terms of retention. There, but there is... there is You a, have a get-out-of-jail-free... And there's also a warning for it. There is. For new there, there is. But it does... The way that that whole system works is weirdly unforgiving for the temperament of the game in 2016, I think. I like this idea, right, of you being able to do this. The trouble is, it would have to be so punitive to a new person in order to not be gameable because I don't even fucking know how many turns you can potentially get for one drunkenness if if you have access to everything that we've ever made. It's a lot. Right, but it's way more than 10. Yeah. And 10 is... And 10 if you happen is, to overdrink by three... Yeah, 10 is too many to take away for, for that. Or you 30 know? is what I'm saying. Like, like for every yeah. one. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. 10, I mean, 10 per drunkenness per is too many. 10 per, per drunkenness is too many to take away from a new player who accidentally overdrinks. Yeah. And it's not enough to take away from a person who is... Yeah. I remember when... So when the... When you were drunk bef- in the in the game in 2004 and you would go to the drunk tank every now and then you'd get an adventure which would reduce your drunkenness and the first i think the first exploit i i found and reported to you was being able the dr- drinks had come out that were 
gave you more turns on average than the number of turns yeah. it took you to encounter that. So I played like 2,000 turns in one day and was like, yep, this is totally gameable. <laughs> and uh, and you, then you just took that out. I And I... My my solution was to change the numbers, and you were like, "Nope, just taking the whole thing out." Yeah, <laughs> which honestly, you know, like it, that future that was safer, it right? It did yeah. future proof it. Yeah, the, the drunken stupor is also so old. Yeah, it's such a such a old zone at this yep. point. That's like the only thing left like that, except like the Limerick Dungeon. The Limerick Dungeon is the last. I thought you revamped the Limerick Dungeon at some point, though. Because you got rid of some stuff and you changed some things. Oh, that's is that the haiku? Well, the haiku dungeon haiku. was completely like that was a huge project, right? right? Because it was it was in preparation for the haiku katana item of the month, right? right? So it was like, oh, let's make it so all of the output of the game can be in haiku. I mean, all the output of fights. And then the haiku dungeon just has monsters in it now, right? Uh, Elfin says, hey, Jick, have you heard Joanna Newsom's new album? As I get older, I find it harder and harder to get into new music, but I highly recommend. Put podcast aside, take the time to just sit down and play it three times. The things <laughs> I say will break your heart. I listened to it once, and I have not gone back to it. Is it different than her older stuff? It It is a little different. It's it, it not not tremendously so. And, like, on, on Ease, I think is how you say it. It's Y-S- uh, that's very different than the first couple. Like there's a, there's a, she had a different producer hmm. just bringing in a lot of different, different instrumentation to stuff. I mean, it was sort of like it, I'm not going to say she's on a like Tori Amos arc, but it is definitely getting more sort of like, ah, there's some electric guitars in this one, maybe, you know, and like, yeah, I need to, I need to spend more time with it but yeah just the, the idea of like taking 45 minutes to just sit and listen to an album is like unthinkable it's impossible like when the fuck would i do that like if you on your walk to work yeah i really gotta move to a place that's further away from the office and my response to that has just been working from home like 90 percent of the time and it's f like it's like, you know, it used to be like 20 minutes to walk here and 20 minutes to walk back. And now it's like 20 minutes of walking and 15 minutes on a bus hmm. to get here. But but then if I, if I was to do that on the way back, it's also like a mile uphill. Which is, I mean, I, I guess my heart will get swole. Like, uh, <laughs> like the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Shemu says, an old question about an old thing. Would you consider when the VIP key goes out of standard in 2017, making one day passes to it so the content in there doesn't become unreasonably difficult to access? I'm mainly thinking about the fax machine here, but also the hot dog and speakeasy skills. And a new question about a new thing. Oh, wait, I'll, I'll answer this question first. I think that Dev... I, I mean, I say Dev convinced me, but Dev combined with a lot of players expressing this opinion convinced me that we should just do a VIP item soon. And I... I know what it's, I know what it's going to be. So like I, I have an idea for it and it's pretty implementable. Um, and it, it is a thing that unlike, I think some of the previous ones really plays up the multiplayer element of it without introducing the sort of rarity and tedium problems that the hot dog stand had. Cool. We made the hot dog stand like our first week in San Francisco. 
We made that when we were working at the tiny spec offices. Oh, right. Um, and a new question about a new thing, Shamu continues. The Snowjo and LTNT permeable skills are great for allowing a big chunk of the power of an item of the month to be available to non-owners. Will this be a trend this year? I'm looking forward to a permeable yellow ray, for example. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I think I was a little, a little gun shy about, <laughs> about putting too much content behind owning this item of the month like really behind putting any content behind owning it um i think that the the day pass for the telegraph office is so much less generous right because it only lets you do one quest yeah and it's like a day's worth of somebody else's quest like you have to do three and a third hard quests to yep. buy one of those which which i hope means that that will make the value in the mall of that thing reflect that it will just cost the, the effort that goes into it yeah but it also it, like its price in the mall might reflect its lesser utility because it doesn't like just mm. let you like because you can do a lot i feel like you can do a lot more in a charter in a day than you can do in one of these quests I think you would probably only do hard quests. Yeah, and then you'd have to, like, it'd be a real bitch to, like, to have to abandon one because you couldn't beat the boss, right? Right. Because you just wouldn't get... Because the whole I also, point is to farm the like, currency. I, that, the, that whole process is a little awkward, the way the inflatable office works, because I did not want you to not... I didn't want you to lose access to the gift shop, after you completed the quest, so I can't like pop the thing when you. How, yeah, how do you get rid of the? That is an excellent question. I don't know at this point because I realized that you could pay. So Mr. Mag pointed out that you could pay the overtime fee, and then the office would pop as soon as you tried to take another telegram. And I made it so you can't pay the overtime fee if you've got the temporary version of the office. Mm-hmm. But then you can't pop the office, so. So you couldn't get a new one? Or I don't know. That is a very good question. Why didn't I think of that? Question one, why didn't I think of that? Question two, why didn't we test that? I, I didn't the, test the inflatable office. Yeah, I put the inflatable office in way late. It, like, I just forgot to put it in the gift shop, and so Dev just didn't know that it was there, really. Right. Except that sometimes when they asked me for a replacement, I would <laughs> accidentally send them an inflatable one. Right. Because I think it was inflatable LTNT office, and so I would just send item LTNT office, and it would send that one, and I would just not read. I would not read what I typed. <clears throat> I mean, there's very little point in reading what you just typed because y- you already know it. That's true. Uh, Tylana writes, the new item of the month looks really fun, but a couple notes. One, maybe some guideline or warning against taking hard quests while in hardcore due to the boss mechanics. Well, I mean, the warning is the word hard <laughs> in parentheses to the right I, of I mean, the button. I guess... When you say when we say hard, we probably mean a bunch of different things. So that that word doesn't necessarily have the gravitas. Yeah. I I was tempted to say to suggest changing it to hard, harder, and really, really hard. Okay, but I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if the first level bosses are actually hard. Some people were saying that they were. Venti. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two. The ghosts in the quest do not appear pinchable. Uh, that was fixed. Okay. I fixed that. Uh, three, Pinch Ghost is apparently still in standard, even though its area is not. Uh, I don't know. That's Hot Stuff's job. 
Disco Muffin says, Hey guys, I just finished with my first investigation with the LTNT office, and holy shit, that was supposed to be the easy one? I used no fewer than nine pints of my own sweat taking down the boss, and when it was all said and done, my stats were all one. I eagerly await getting the steel knuckles for my next Way of the Surprising Fist run, where I will pair them with a clip art halo and a copy of the autobiography of Dynamite Superman Jones, and truly realize why challenge paths end and standard restrictions exist. <laughs> Thanks for the great writing, and I wish the best to West of Loathing. Yours truly, Disco Muffin. P.S. My account will be nine years old next Saturday, February 13th, and I think that's old enough to decide to change your name. Please reconsider adding name changes to Mr. Store. Either way, it's been a fun trip, and though I'm not the most active player, I've enjoyed all I've been around for. Thanks for the fun times. But Disco Muffin is such a good KOL player yeah, name. Yeah, I like that name a lot. I should just fucking put in a name change for five bucks. I did it for that guy, and it didn't break anything. It didn't hurt anything. Is it, uh, is the... The $5 version to change somebody else's name. <laughs> yeah. It's like $25 to change your own name, $5 to change somebody else's name, which just makes it so they can't log in anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Just, yeah. You wouldn't even know yeah, you wouldn't be able to log in. <laughs> it's so we just save you time. It's $5 to just delete somebody else's account. <laughs> I, uh, I like, I kind of want to just put in a back room in Mr. St- Cause like, if we just came up with like 10 dumb things to sell for some number of uncle bucks, mm-hmm. like who cares? Right. Like we, if we, if there are things that we don't spend a ton of time on, we're not like that invested in it. Like what do we things- put the title forms back there and stuff. Yeah. Cause those are just five, those are just five bucks now. Right. Like, cause, cause it used to be, they were a Mr. A, but it was buy one, get one free was right. how we sold it for, for 10 bucks. But I think they're just five uncle bucks now, but yeah, we could just put, this is just a, like a little, yeah, just a back room. Or not even a back room. A like, buck room. <laughs> Uncle back. Um, so there is an idea that I really like that probably would have made us a lot of money if we had done it when more people were playing, which is just for one Uncle Buck, you can buy a thumbs up or a thumbs down and you can use it as a curse item on a player. And then in their profile, it just shows how many thumbs up they've been given <laughs> and how many thumbs down they've been given. And it, you know, puts a thing in chat, like somebody gives somebody a thumbs down and wow. Like, can you turn that off? The or, display of it in your profile? Yeah. No, I think you can't. Yeah. No. Wow. I think that's pretty good. I, I think like a dollar for one thumb is probably too much, but I could see like a pack of like a six pack for a buck. Why are there eight thumbs in my six pack? Yeah, there are eight pack. thumbs yeah. in your six pack. <laughs> um, Man, the, and, the, and give and give uh, give subscribers a free six pack every month. The the gri- the griefers the griefing of getting a bunch of thumb down, down thumbs is mm-hmm. gonna. I just worry about. The, also, how, you get to position it on their that. profile, so you can just like for like probably thirty bucks, you can make a pretty convincing dick and balls out of thumbs <laughs> out up. of thumbs <laughs> with a few extra thumbs, like in a trail leading to their mouth <laughs> of their avatar. Uh, Ungawa says, just want to say good job making the hard bosses hard. I picked the hard quest even though I was in run and I can't remember the last time I saw slash participated in so much gnashing of teeth. Yeah, good. I, somebody made the translation table of what El Vibrato text corresponds to what color. Hmm. That was nice. Good. I specifically made that harder by putting in multiple synonyms for right. <laughs> the colors. Is that like... Is there like a, like if you, if you figured out how that language works, could you translate it on your own? You could not. You could translate from English to, you could translate from English to it, but it's, it's like a lossy, 
okay. compression. Yeah. Um, and, and I wish that it wasn't because there's going to be El Vibrato stuff in West of Loathing, and I would like for that to actually be, like, a thing that we could do some stuff with. Well, we can. Like, things still mean something, right? Like... Yeah. So, so one thing, one thing that we, we could do, I realize, um, is if, if we, people can always come to KOL and try to figure well, out. That's true. But if, if we did do a thing where you like slowly learned the language, right? Uh huh. We could start occasionally, like based on a, a, a fixed random seed. So you couldn't just keep looking at the same sign over and over again. We could start given your skill level, start not translating chunks of the string. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, have, just have write like, it. Have like the, the, the notes or whatever, like one, one set of, one set of things that gives you a step of the skill in every one of our discrete locations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, or just you get a third of the way there, but then there's also something that some optional thing that you can do to grind out the rest of it if you really want to or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I wish I guess that we had been a little more thoughtful. I think we th- this was on the heels of of hot stuff having figured out how speech and languages that you couldn't understand in World of Warcraft yeah. worked. Because you knew that if, and I think everyone knew that if somebody, if if somebody said B-U-R, that they were LOLing at you. (laughs) Like somebody ganked you and then said burr. You're like, ah, you asshole. (laughs) He's, he's lolling at me after having, after having murdered me. Yeah. I spent, I spent a good day just, uh, saying things with my alliance character and all the languages that you could say on the alliance side and then saying things with all the horde things on that side to see if i could make any funny oh yeah like things show up and there were a couple that were okay but there it was hard to make anything of substance yeah i mean they probably anticipated that right like you know maybe there was no f in (laughs) in that translation (laughs) like uh guys what do you say we uh take a little uh break between our little our little shows that we do and we get some dinner and then we come back and uh talk about the witness sounds okay. good cool i forgot how to sign this show enjoy every pizza enjoy every pizza <laughs> listeners okay <laughs> fellas guys hot stuff and riff i can't wait to do another kol show with you and listeners i hope when we do he'll come back and join us hmm I should really take some talking lessons. But until I do that, I should be sure to enjoy every pizza. Enjoy every pizza. Good night, everybody. <laughs>